Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. 
Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Hollywood swinging, baby. You heard me. So what's happening? Nope, folks. There we go. There she is. Hello. You, can you handle this or not? <laughs> I cannot, no. It's one of these Tuesdays. Why not? <laughs> no, I just can't. Your mom is whitening her teeth or something. I, don't know. I never know what? what the hell she's doing. Really? What do I? I don't know. That lines up. Yeah, it's really great. It's a really wonderful thing. Kristen Burt joins us. How you doing, Kristen? I'm great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about. Again, uh, you know, I do since since this would be the Kristen Burt Hollywood Swing and Report. I have to ask you a question. I talked about it a bit on the morning show. There's this movie called Jexy. Did you ever see Jexy? I have not. It's Adam Devine. By the way, is that story true about Adam Devine, that he was hit by a cement truck and had to have 26 surgeries to live? What? <laughs> I've never heard that before. I haven't either. I wonder if it's true that Adam Devine, when he was a little boy, apparently, they say he was hit by a cement truck and he had to have 26 surgeries to, to get back to being able to walk. And wow. then he started doing stand-up comedy at 14 and started acting. Do you think that's true? We can look it up. Yeah, it looks like it. He got an interview, right? He oh, went so, under so, the, front, yeah. the front wheels of a cement truck. He did? When yeah. he was 11. Wow. And he did have 26 surgeries, Andy. Yes. Oh, my God. What a story that is. See, now, that's a great American story right there, because any dump truck in some other crap hole country, you'd have been dead. Yeah. yeah, he said he was uh, on his way to the store to get some candy and rip pages out of penthouse. Wow. No, I knew it. Ripped pages knew out it. of yeah, like go to the grocery store or whatever gas station, like because you can't buy the Aren't penthouse magazine a bag though. Maybe no, no those... not back then, I guess. Oh, I suppose. I don't know. I got no idea what's happening. <laughs> no doubt about it. But in any case, uh, this movie, Andy Devine stars in it, and it's called Jexy. It's basically Alexa, only yet I can't use the name Alexa, obviously. Oh. But Jexy is the, the voice uh, of his telephone, right? And she becomes humanized. And I would not watch it with little kids because it's got some of the most vile language I've ever heard. Because Jexy goes off the deep end every time he does something wrong. Uh, like she's at points, he he walks into this coffee shop and he's talking to this woman and he's really you know ham-handed about it. He doesn't do a very good. He's not very charming because he's so nervous talking to this woman. And she, as they're leaving, Jexy goes, "You are an effing douche." <laughs> <laughs> and she she starts talking to him. She says, and it, as it turns out, Jexy falls in love with Adam Devine's character, and. I don't know. It's not a great movie, but it was quite enjoyable. But I'd never even heard of it. It Where came out in November. Playing? I've never heard of it. It was on uh, Vudu, I think. I think it's on oh. Vudu. Is it I'm on Roku? Of Oscar season, so I'm watching screener after screener. I was yeah. like, I haven't even heard of this in the theaters. So it must have kind of come and gone. Let's see. Well, it's too bad because it's pretty enjoyable. I'm wondering if it was like straight to video or today's Could equivalent of that. Um, J E X I. J-E-X-I is how you spell it. 
release. Um, November. Was that no- October or November last year? It says year. it was theatrical re- theatrically released October 11th, but I wonder if October it like, 11th, went into four theaters or something like that. Yeah, it made seven and a half, seven point seven million dollars in its theatrical run. So oh, probably not. Great. I don't know what that's all about, but no, probably not great. But uh, and it's Box not Office a great Mojo movie. Says twenty three hundred theaters. So I don't know. Oof, really? that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um, why do you think it is that people will just give the stiff arm? Because the movie's pretty funny. It's not great, but it's really funny. Uh, why do you think people stiff armed it? Because Adam Devine's a pretty big name, isn't he? Um, you know. With the team set, you know, because he did a lot of the, um, what were those movies? Um, Wasn't he in Workaholics? I can't think of it. Yeah. He was in Workaholics, too. You're right. Uh, He was in Workaholics. He was, I believe he's in Modern Family for a while, wasn't he? He was in one of those shows for a while. I know that. But, uh, yeah, you know, look, it's 85 minutes long. You've got nothing better to do. It's only 85 minutes long. You will laugh, but don't watch it around little kids because she calls people CSers and all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> she goes off the deep it's end. It's perfect. It's perfect was a movie I was thinking of. He's been in those films. Um, but I just think he has a younger audience, and if it's not, you know, if they don't really care about that, I mean, if he doesn't, you know, if people aren't understanding what Jexy is, had it been named like Siri or Alexa, people would have understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesse but I don't think really Alexa was going to let It could have been marketing, too. Well, the problem they have is they can't use Alexa because Amazon had never let them do that. Of course. Uh, but I don't you know, I, I wouldn't mean something else. Because if you say Jexy, yeah. I'm not going to even look at the description. Yeah, I didn't even know what you were talking about until you started describing it. I just stumbled across it, too. That's the amazing thing. is I didn't. I never even heard of it, but I've always liked Adam Devine. So I figured, well, I'll give it a whirl, and Catherine laughed. It has good. I mean, the an example. This is like a one of the calmer things that she says to him. Uh, so he's standing in line at a coffee shop, and he sees this really pretty woman, and he again is really uncomfortable with that whole thing. And Le- the Jexy comes on full voice in the middle of the coffee shop and goes, "You need to stop ejaculating into your socks at home." You know what? It's also because that type of humor is not very in style right now either. Oh, it's not? You know that, like, with something about Mary that we had for, like, and then comedy did it for 10 years? It's kind of cycled yeah, out sure. of that. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose that's right. So you think that's what it is? Yeah. Am I on? You are. Hi. Happy New Year, Kristen. Happy New Year. We're just talking about Jexy. Jexy? Oh, my gosh. It's one of those uh, bridesmaid kind of movies. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's risque. Got the kind of st- yeah, the so- kind of sophomore st- humor. Yep. Yeah, yeah but that it's was actually a lot kind bigger, of funny. like, <laughs> ten years ago. Um, Hangover. What else did that guy write? There was... He wrote... The yeah, Hangover and another one just like it. Well, Kristen about? pointed out the movie, uh, uh, something about Mary. That would be a pretty good comparison with this movie. I yeah, think. that's a good comparison, yes. It is. You know, when she used the uh, <clears throat> spuzz to do her hair, that's real nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Didn't you think? I'm talking about something about... No, 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 no. That was from something about Mary. Remember, she did that in the movie. Yes, something about Mary. I know. Yeah, yeah, that was, but now I watch yeah. it. Like it was funny at the time, but now I watch it. And I'm always like, oh, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, this yeah. one, they did a dick pic part piece, and it was, they didn't need to do that. That went, yeah. and they and they really showed the picture. Um, I don't know. I just think that was, it wasn't the best. Unnecessary? Yeah, it would have it would have taken a movie that was actually pretty funny and it, it knocked it down a couple of couple of good stars for me just because it's just not necessary. That whole dick pic thing's getting old. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is, isn't it? No, I could see that. That's probably true. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, but I, like I said, for a movie I'd never heard of, eighty-five minutes long. I, I you know, if you're just looking to have some laughs over some really yeah. stupid humor, it was it was silly. I mean, yeah, there were parts yeah. where you laughed out loud. It was good. It is in true. A way. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's. Now, this just popped up on my screen. The New Yorker is out with a profile of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez after her first year in office, and the progressive does not sound thrilled about being in the same party as moderates, such as, say, Joe Biden. Reporter <laughs> David Friedlander. I thought his name was Friedlander. It's Freelander? Oh, well. Uh, asked about her hypothetical role in Congress if Biden were president, and this is the response. Oh, God, she said with a groan, in any other country, Joe Biden and I would not be in the same party, but in America we are. Her point is that the progressive wing of the party is miles apart from moderates and even further from its conservative fringe, which she likens to a tea party of the left. Ah. She Could she be a bigger asshole, do you think? Well, I, you know what? No, I, I, I don't think she's Ugh. wrong. Maybe the delivery stinks, but I don't think she's wrong. She's wrong about what? Oh, that she wouldn't. I don't be the think same she's party. wrong about the classification. In that, uh, the progressive left and say the moderate left are really two different parties. Um, yeah. As would be the far right and a moderate um, Republican would yeah. be two different parties. I do agree with like the scope of the idea. I don't agree with the delivery because I'm like. If, yeah. you know, Biden is going to be your party's candidate, you should be throwing your support behind him or whomever it is. Right. Uh, right. Again, if you don't want to deal with Donald Trump again. Do you see that yeah. Julian Castro's tr- working really hard to be Elizabeth Warren's vice presidential pick? Yeah, well, it pretty much seems like Biden's going to pick uh, Kamala Harris and that Warren would probably pick Castro. And it, to them, it's about checking off boxes. Because we've we've gone to a place where it's like you need a female on the ticket, um, you need some type of diversity on the ticket. So if you have Elizabeth Warren, who's white, you got Julian Castro, who um, brings in the Latino vote, Kamala Harris, um, a woman of color. She also checks off the California box. She's a female, and then you got Biden. You know, and, and that's the way that's the way everyone is looking at it. It's a puzzle. Piece. Don't you think that that's a, that's a huge mistake? Because basically, if we're trying to get to a place where everybody gets treated the same, to just appoint someone because of their skin color is what white people used to do. So why are we still doing that? I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't know if everybody wants to be treated the same. No, they don't. Well, that's unfortunate. No, everybody should, wants to have their own little... Yep. You should start Everyone wants to be special. Then. Yep. I suppose. I don't know. But it, that, that, I find that to be odd that all of a sudden... Uh, doing exactly what the people you dislike did, only with a different skin color, makes no sense to me. If you didn't like the idea, why are you repeating it? Where did we ever um, 
in the last 50 years have any common sense left in America. Well, that's true. There's no, so that's <laughs> the whole argument. There isn't any. There's no common sense It's like left, AOC right. yelling at about people accepting money from billionaires when she didn't even remember that she, she accepted money from billionaires. It's like, you got to know what you're talking about once in a while. But they, right. just, they don't, and nobody cares. Well, I, I just didn't understand what she meant by that whole thing, but I suppose, beeping? I don't know, something is beeping really loud. It's the call waiting. There it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's call waiting. Oh, that's what that is, call waiting. Uh-huh. And I can't so, turn yeah, that I mean, off, I don't think. That's fine. As long as I know what it is, I don't care. It's only a, a real quick beep. Not yes. a, as long as I know what it is, it's not going to bother me. Um, so, yeah, I just saw the AOC thing, and I didn't really understand any other country. I wouldn't be in Biden's party, but... Look, this is not Italy. What do they have in Italy, like 22 parties? I think there's <laughs> 11, 11 that are taken seriously, and I think there's 17 total. 17 total. There might okay. be more. I don't know. Uh, there might be a few parties. Well, good for those kids, you know, get everybody uh, taken care of, and everybody gets a, a, a time at the plate, don't you think? Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we, could, I think we would be better off with more than two parties. Um, that yeah, really dominated, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, that's unfortunate because I think you're right. It would be better if we had like four or five different parties. If we had the far left, the Democrats, the center, the Republicans, and the far right, we should have five yep. parties. You're right. We should. Yeah. Maybe I feel represented finally. <laughs> you know, when you're yeah. smack dab in the well, middle, you're just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, one of the problems I do have, Kristen, is my mother was an, uh, a big-time Democrat. She loved the Democratic Party. You know, she's Roman Catholic, so she loved the Kennedys. You know, she just, she loved being a Democrat. But this party doesn't re- resemble my mother's Democratic Party at all. Uh, what she would consider the conservative left uh, is what the Democratic Party used to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we should. We should talk about having five parties and then no one would ever win. So we could rule by committee. We could elect all five people. And then you can argue amongst yourselves like you do on CNN and Fox right now. That'd be good. Everyone would be a pundit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a pundit. I don't know. I, 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 We get a lot of response on the morning show from people just talking about the fact that it's like, hey, look, you let them say whatever they want. Let them do whatever they want. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, the whole thing is ridiculous. What I really like, though, and I'll move on from here, I love it when somebody says, that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, and this is going to hurt America. This is bad for America. And then they play audio of you 24 months ago saying the same exact thing. (laughs) I I just love that. Well, you said it 24 months ago. No, I didn't. Well, I've got video of you doing it. I love that when they do that. Uh, it's a terrible idea that apparently I had 24 months ago. But in any case, we'll keep an eye on that whole thing. I, I just, I'm fascinated by that whole deal. What is OITNB? What is that? Anybody know orange what that is? Orange is the New Black. Oh, oh Orange is the New or- Black. You're absolutely right. Apparently, apparently one, of, uh, one of the actresses on uh, Orange is the New Black is, is going to leave America because this is war. Mm. Yael Stone. Do you know who Yael Stone is? Yes. Okay. She's a she tiny little stand. one on the show. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's super she said tiny. She's like the n- little itty bitty one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she just said she's going to go back to Australia and stay there. She doesn't want to live in America anymore. Okay. <laughs> See ya. Now, I mean, I, has she seen Australia? Yeah. Australia's <laughs> right. on fire right now. So yeah, Australia's on fire. It's a, it's a good point. 
It's a good point that Australia's on fire right now, but you know, whatever works. Andy, what's your what's your minute count? Because I forgot to set my clock. I forgot We're I have to do that. About a minute over. Oh, we are already? Yep. All right, we'll take a break and be right back in a couple minutes more with Kristen Burton. We want to get to the all-important Kristen Burt take on Ricky Gervais, and I can't mm. wait to hear it. This would be yeah. terrific. We'll be right back with the family. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listener? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they were referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member fdic and equal housing lender you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep mike's latest incredible deal is on the giza dream sheets which you've heard me rave about before that's for sure these sheets are made from the world's best cotton giza they are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable right now the giza dream sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. A land down under? Yep. For Is that for OITNB or whatever the hell it was? <laughs> yep. Uh, I, yeah, I feel bad for Australia. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It did rain there. It's raining there. Yeah. So. Trying to save the koala bears. Yeah. Well, that would rainy. be good. <laughs> that would be good. All right, Kristen. I ever since I saw this, he's I've always loved Ricky Gervais and anything. I think he's one of the most he's one of the funniest human beings alive. I love his take. He is very bold. He will not back down from any topic. I've always loved his TV shows, no matter what they are. <laughs> Please tell me you were at the Golden Globes. I was not at the Golden Globes. I was on my last day of vacation. Um, but I did watch it, and wait, I thought it was wait, funny. Wait, wait, Vacation from what? <laughs> Christmas vacation. Vacation from what, though? <laughs> Don't you have to have a real job to go on vacation? <laughs> I hope I have a real job. 
She just starts laughing. Ah. Um, in any case, you did see, did you watch it on television? I, yeah, I did watch it that night. I think he is, he's at the top of his game right now because he went after everybody. Uh, I, I came in a limo tonight and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. That is a very <laughs> funny joke. That was joke. hilarious. <laughs> That's a very That's funny That's a good joke. one. I, I don't know where to start because so many of his lines were just <laughs> wonderful. Did, what, did you have any favorites? Anybody uh, in Studio A, did you, did you have any favorites that he said? I just thought it was wonderful. Anyone? No, nothing. I like no. saw like the highlights of it. I thought overall, yeah, it was very funny and very well put together. And I liked more his reaction afterwards, like explaining what all the bleeps were and and things like that. I love this line right here. Uh, Many talented people of color were snubbed in major categories, Gervais said. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. (laughs) 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 And he also said something about, I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was not about people. It was about something else. But he goes, I'm not not reading this. Uh, There's not enough diversity in it for me to read this. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. So he hit all the right notes of sort of what Hollywood is going through. And, you know, Hollywood does have to make some sort of, you know, they do have to balance some films that do represent the rest of the United States just besides white people. Um, But, you know, sometimes Hollywood or any sort of industry overcorrects. So making fun of it, I think, is hilarious in many ways, because if you can't make fun of what you're going through, there's no point, especially in... The industry, because everyone's in $10,000 gowns, and yeah. across the globe, <laughs> Australia's burning. So you have to make fun of yourself. You can't take it too seriously when there's a yes. lot more, um, there's a lot of crises going on in the world right now. There's no question about that. Uh, the Independent reports that there were gasps after Gervais said, Our next presenter starred in Netflix's Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. That's interesting, because like, I stopped liking him a while ago. Cause, yeah, he like, got very yeah, annoying he, childish. Oh, he, he did got for a while. so yeah. annoying did. and so self-important. This sounds like he's back to what he used to do. I just, yeah. I love the fact that he's back. If he's back, I love the fact that he's back. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein after the audience reaction, he added, and I quote, you did it, I didn't, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many here, I, Kristen. I don't know, I don't know where to start. Stop reading because all of it and every line he delivered was hilarious. I, I just is it's amazing, right? Good, well, I'm glad. It, was, it was really sharp and it was really well done. And you have to remember, he's taken a couple years off. I don't always think coming yeah. back year after year is the greatest idea, even though I, right. think, you know, old school America is like. But Bob Hope did the Oscars for you know years and years and years. I don't think we're there anymore. I always think like giving a comedian a rest and bringing them back um, oftentimes makes it just so much more fresh um, and we could handle it. And we needed a laugh just because I think that the last couple days were tense with, you know, everything that has been happening with, you know, Iraq and Australia. It just was a very tense sort of start to the year. So I thought this was a great way to sort of just take some of the edge off. 
I couldn't agree more. And, and there were some people, they showed some people in the audience, this particularly old, he, was, he looked like he was about 90 years old. He was kind of a white-haired but like a bald guy with glasses. He was not laughing at all. He was very pissed off about the whole thing. And I thought, you're, you're the kind of guy who ruined Hollywood. You're that guy, you know? <laughs> it's like, I'm just not going to sit here and laugh at any joke. It's not funny. Where's Bob Hope? No, I... <laughs> I'm very, very important, and he's making fun of me. Uh, about Jeffrey Epstein, he said, Okay, spoiler alert, season two was on the way of Afterlife. So in the end, obviously, he didn't kill himself, just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> people, people started groaning, and then he said, Shut up, I know he's your friend, but I don't care. You had to make your own way here on your own airplane, now didn't you? <laughs> I... I, okay, okay, I'll get off it, but I'm telling you, if you get a chance, read the whole thing because it is phenomenally funny. It's right on the money. He he was saying basically what everybody else in the world is thinking. It's like, you pretentious pains in the ass, shut up and do your jobs, right? Right, and don't cringe in the audience. Like, there's a comedian on stage. These are jokes, people. You knew what you signed up for yeah. when he gets on stage. Tom Hanks' yeah. face or was the best. Or make a funny face. Like, just make a, even if you don't think it's funny, make a funny face. Because right. it'll become a meme anyway, and you'll go viral. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, speaking of Hollywood, you're going to have to pay for this one, Kristen, because it's your buddy. Oh, good. What the hell is wrong with Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, no, I know. What you do now? What is wrong with her? What you do now? Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Gwyneth Paltrow is conceded making such grave mistakes with her Goop luxury lifestyle brand, CNBC has reported. After watching the trailer of Goop's upcoming Netflix series, The Goop Lab, some people see more ahead. The one-minute trailer for the six-part wellness series promises... Exorcisms, psychedelics, psychic mediums, and energy healing. Oh, what is wrong with her? She just wants attention. Well, you know Why? what it is? Yeah. Why exorcisms? I mean, I get energy healing. Right. But, like, exorcisms, that seems... I actually am glad this is coming out, and I'll tell you why. Because the next big scam, because there's, there's sectors of the wellness industry that are legit and very helpful, and then there's sectors that are snake oil. And... What Gwyneth Paltrow is selling is snake oil, and that has been proven over and over again by medical experts, and maybe this will expose it for what it is. So let this come out and let all these rich people realize they have been sold a bridge that doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it's an amazing, amazing story. What the, you know, you look at her mother, who's one of the most talented actresses ever born. I love Blythe Danner. Yeah, she's good. She's so good. And Gwyneth had a very promising career, and then all of a sudden she gave birth to an apple, another fruit, I'm sure, at some point. But isn't her kid's name Apple? Apple and Apples Moses. and Moses. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot committed. for that, Mom. My name is Apple. I don't get it. I don't really understand it at all. Uh, the most horrifying thing about this uh, is the word lab, which implies some sort of science, which goop has nothing to do with. <laughs> Well, there is that. Yeah, she's just—I don't know. She's she's an she's an odd duck. Don't didn't you she think? just show up in a see-through gown somewhere too? Oh, is that Gwyneth? I, I think. Well, we it? were watching it. I said, "Oh my God, that is like goop color. It's like a brown, like baby diarrhea color." And then yeah. it was like, oh. Oh. like that naked dress. Ah. 
Okay, there are four women on the show, and there are only three men on the show, so gird your loins, women, because this is one of the quotes. <laughs> do women I... have loins? I guess we do. Women have a loin, absolutely. <laughs> the fruit of my loins? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, you ready for this next line? This is the last one I'm reading because I can't read any more of this. You ready? Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow said, and I quote, oh, wait a minute, uh, this is from a tweet to Gwyneth Paltrow. Every episode goes into a different vagina to leave jade eggs, crystals, and healing energies. What? <laughs> what? Every what? The hell does that mean? I don't know. Does anyone know what that means? Mm-hmm. Say it Maybe again. she's on psychedelic. I think she's trying to line her what? chakras. Yeah, she sure is. <laughs> she, yeah, she's lining her chakras. I don't know if there's chakras which, up there. She said... <laughs> I am like all Which about ones? energy healing and like chakras, and I am like super into all that stuff. But she takes it to a point where it's like, okay, uh-huh. she can't. Yeah, she makes a parody of it. Yeah, well, that's she what makes. Mom and I say about yeah. you. I, I know you do. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure most people think I'm but ridiculous, but whatever. Okay, here's the line again. Every episode goes into a different vagina to leave jade eggs, crystals, and healing energies. So do they in actually the put a, what? Like, yeah. is, it, like, is it getting left in there? I'm very confused. That's what it says. Well, a jade egg would work. Metaphorical um, feminism. What else thing. are you sticking up there? Crystals. 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 Well, I know around, that there are crystal dildos. That's like a thing. Yeah, there is. What? Yes. Yeah. It's weird. It's a thing. Alex. What? Alex. Do not use the word dildo in front of Tevin. Well, we're talking about putting crystals up vaginas. That's I'm what triggered. that is. Well, I heard about the egg part. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They people use it for Kegel exercises. They would put it up there, oh, hold yeah. it up yeah. there, yeah. and then sure. push it out. <laughs> don't like my... I miss the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what we can do. <laughs> Why? I miss the good old days. What? Well, you know they're going to be putting it up their other hole soon. So it's just a matter of time. <laughs> well, you know it's going to happen. Uh, I see the Anything people can do. So, <laughs> do it. I think you've, you're into a business idea. You can get ahead of the market. <laughs> yeah. You mean you haven't put this up your ass yet? What? What's wrong? What's wrong Don't with you? you? It's all over Instagram. Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Just call me old-fashioned and everything else. All right, we have to continue on in Hollywood, Kristen. I'm sorry, but uh, well, you know what? We've only got a couple minutes left in this segment, so I'm going to wait till the for, till the next segment so we can bring up another topic out of Hollywood. Do you think Hollywood is learning anything from all this, Kristen? No. Uh, Wellness or from Harvey Weinstein or... From everybody, (laughs) from people making fun of them constantly because they're such idiots. I've been doing that for decades. I don't know if we make fun of Washington, D.C. the same way. Which we should, by the way. We should make fun of Washington, D.C. even more than Hollywood. Yeah. Some of the things they they say now... I think they get into a kerfuffle more than Hollywood does. Yeah, you're probably... Oh, God, yes. I I think Washington is just a big old stage. It's just a big old theater. It just, you know, just doesn't have... It doesn't have audiences in seats. It's just on TV. You think... political theater, as I keep saying. I'm like, all it is is political theater. It really is. 
I am going to call Gwyneth Paltrow later today and leave a message on her answering machine that just goes like this. Lick me! What do you think? She would love that. Arrested. What yep. do you mean? It's from the movie The Exorcist. She talked about exorcism. That's from the movie The Exorcist. Maybe she wouldn't put that together. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a verbal Probably assault. Like, just what a weird guy. She <laughs> doesn't come across yeah. as a person putting things together very well. Yeah. Yeah. Your mother does Exorcism. something in hell, but I there's, can't say it on the show. There's a priest in Minnesota that's one of the only people in the yep. U.S. that does exorcisms. Yeah, he travels the Where's world. Yeah. Wow. Really? So where does he live? There's only one left? He used to be a teacher live? at St. Thomas. He was Dan's teacher. What? Wow. Huh. Yeah. yeah. What did he teach? Religion? Philosophy. Religion? Philosophy, Philosophy. theology. Philosophy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> Drive the demons out. He travels all over the world doing exorcisms. And Dan had a Wiccan in his class, and I guess the teacher like went off uh, on her. Of course. He was like, I know you think you're being interesting, but like you don't even know what you're dealing <laughs> well, with here. He's, right. he's like, I've literally seen the devil, and you don't need to be like playing around I'm with it. I'm not signing oh up my for God. that class. Yeah. Like, there is no way in hell that I'm going to see Dan was in his class. He oh. said it was great. He said he was a great guy, but yeah, exorcisms. Mm. Good time. Rise up, demons! <laughs> no, I don't, know. don't. Or don't rise up, don't demons. Don't stay in Washington stay. where you belong. Stay. Oh my God. Stay really. steady, demons. How about that? Yeah. What is that funky smell? No, not about it. What is that funky smell? All oh, that racket upstairs. Is the girl crazy? One of the greatest Richard Pryor bits of all time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It all works out in the end. How about the fact that Greta Thunberg is now in an argument with Meatloaf? (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear? I love it. He's going vegan, but he refuses to change his name. Oh my gosh! Tofu loaf. Yeah, tofu loaf. Tofu loaf. I like tofu loaf. Beyond meatloaf, he's going vegan. Why? I don't know. So why is? He, oh, it's like a joke. I'll it say, if he be. changed his name, he could probably get a hell of an endorsement deal from, like, yeah, Impossible Beyond Meatloaf. Like, oh, absolutely. They should, they should totally. Beyond yeah. Meatloaf. Totally. Yep. It's oh, Beyond Meatloaf's a great name. Yeah. That's what I just said three times. No, I'm saying it's Hello. a great name. We're agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, we're agreeing oh. with you, you big baby. I thought everybody was yeah, taking. Everybody's I thought Tom was taking credit as usual. <laughs> yes. Yes, I once said, Tom, you're a jackass. No, wait a minute, that was Catherine that said that, not me. That's, you went too far. Oh, yeah, okay. It's Jude's birthday. Happy it is Judy's birthday, birthday Jude. Six, He's six years old, do you believe it? Judy is already six. The oldest yeah. man. For all the, all the podcast listeners that have, you know, remember him as a puppy coming oh, yeah, into the studio and farting up the, the storm. Path. I have a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got him right around oh, the same you? time as the podcast started. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's been around since the beginning. We got no, a puppy. Every time. Yes. Every, oh, oh, oh yeah, no, that's right. I saw him. It's super cute. Yeah, he's five months old. He's um, He's got PTSD about going outside. So it's been tricky yeah. potty training because he was mm. hit by a car like four months oh, or a month ago. Oh. And what happened was oh, the people my. who owned him, they just brought him to the vet and left him there. So then the shelter, oh. yeah, because they didn't want to flip the bill. So the, the shelter took him in, and then a rescue took him in. So he's like paranoid going outside. So it's been tricky trying to potty train him. Oh, yeah. God. But um, lots of positive reinforcement and treats. Yes, treats are <laughs> that's the how way I got to Bella to heart. Yeah, that's how I got Bella to potty train was lots of treats. But then she was so freaking smart that she would just like 
pretend to go outside, <laughs> go out and come back <laughs> in oh, yeah. for a treat like 30 times a day. Oh, no. Yeah. She'd go out and pop a squat and not do anything. Yeah, just like <laughs> expect a treat. That's what I'm doing. Now treat <laughs> yeah. me. Now treat me. Yeah. I'm like, she goes to the, either she has a bladder infection or she's a genius. <laughs> she's a complete scam artist is what yeah. she was. 100%. Uh, Alex, yes. I want you to know Father. that, that uh, you and your, your cohorts were very, very successful in driving... Uh, Dean Foods out of business, the number one milk producer, My Dean cohorts. Foods. Uh, <laughs> and now, of course, your cohorts and you have driven Borden out of business. What? Elsie the is. Cow. Remember Elsie the Cow, Borden Milk? Nope. One a- of the top 10 advertising icons of the 20th century belongs to a company that filed for bankruptcy on Monday. Borden Dairy Company is following in the footsteps of number one milk producer, Dean Foods, which filed bankruptcy in November. CNN reports the company cited the burden of its debt load and pension obligations in its filing, but also pointed to the fact that, uh, well, larger industry issues like a 6% decrease in the amount of milk America has consumed since 2015. I'm surprised it's only a 6%. I thought it would be higher than that. It seems low. Is, uh, Is Kristen back with us? Yep. I am. Kristen. How do you feel about dairy? <laughs> um, I don't drink milk. I never really have. Um, me and I, you know, if I'm doing cereal, it's almond milk. I'm just trying to think. Like I, but I eat cheese and ice cream. And butter's but, delicious. I mean, milk is just not a part of my daily diet. <laughs> Mine either. It never has been, by the way. Milk no, has never been either. a big part of my life. Uh, it was when I was a kid. That's yeah. all anybody drank. Yeah, most people is probably true. Yeah. So somebody, uh, I do want to, I do want to talk about Harvey Weinstein. But before we do that, somebody told me that apparently Greta Thunberg tried to tell a joke and people got really offended. But I'm looking for it, but I can't find the joke. Does any, anybody? Wait, she's that angry little girl, her? right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. She's a screaming little girl. She's, she's, a, she's, she's a screaming girl. She's yeah. autistic, girl. and she. Oh, is she? Yes. No, I feel bad. She's autistic. Way Actually, to go! Mind. I take it back. I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to treat people. her special. <laughs> she gets to be angry. No. I got by with the you people. Did you hear that? It was wonderful. I snuck it in. <laughs> I, mean, I heard it, but I was going to let it Tuesday. We're going to let it slide. It's only Tuesday. Yeah, I can't Kevin's find used the story. To you, Tom. Yeah, I Does anybody know what angry. the joke was? Well, that's true. That's very, very true. Does anybody have any idea what the joke was that she told no. that people were offended by? Because it was up here, but now it's gone. So I don't know. Uh... I have been blissfully unaware of these things lately. Oh, Greta. She's only, she just turned 17, though, you know. She's no longer 16. She's now uh, 17 years old. I just, those parents should be I couldn't agree more. Jailed. All right, well, as we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, which is... Why is it, by the way, that, that your brother Harvey has a different last name than you, Kristen? <laughs> no. She just starts laughing. You're used to me now after all these years. I, you're finally used to what I, the things that I Is that say. your brother well, Troy I, carrying I get, him like, off? All worked up. Like, he's not my brother. Uh, no, he's not. Um, I was like, we talk so much about my brother. People even know that, too. But... Uh, I, you know, I've been watching this because, you know, yesterday was the start of his New York trial. There's injury selection right now. And at the same time, Los Angeles decided to file charges on the same day. So he was in a lot of the headlines. Um, He also just had back surgery, so he's walking around with a walker. Uh Um, I feel like he's trying to milk it a little bit, probably. I'm sure the back injury hurts, but at the same time, um, I feel like Bill Cosby did the same thing. I'm blind now. Yeah. (laughs) 
I can't see a thing. I remember, honestly, and I'm not kidding you, it was just a few months before he was popped. Catherine and Alex and I met Bill Cosby backstage and spent some time with him, took a picture with him, all the rest of it. It's like years before. And I'll never forget. And we the, didn't even get roofied. The day before he was arrested. On his way to trial. Yeah, years and years. Well, I, I was feeling a little woozy after we left, but I don't know why, but, you know. <laughs> New experimental you, you Cosby have, gas. He did have his lazy eye on you. But you, you have to understand something. You wouldn't the one to drug in that situation. I understand. That was a joke. That's why I said <laughs> it. It didn't work, though. Anyway. <laughs> moving. Oh, the joke just didn't work. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad, That's but the joke fell to tell flat. Cosby yeah. just drugs the entire flat. audience at once. Yeah. Just to mm-hmm. really just yeah. cover the whole. his bases. Yeah. Increase the odds. Well, I will tell you, Bill Cosby was one of my heroes my entire life. I, I, I only got to meet him that one time. I loved Bill Cosby, right? So we take the picture, Catherine, Alex, and I take a picture with Bill Cosby, and as we're about to leave, he, he turns to Catherine and says, well, now you have something to put on your Christmas cards. Did he? Don't you remember I he said like that he to you? That. Oh, he definitely he said that. Pop uh, in this there is too? the first time I've ever heard of this, and I was there. So you were there. He said, "Now you have something to put on your Christmas card." You didn't make you didn't make the card, Bill. Sorry. No, you didn't make the card. You did make it to prison, though, and you're never getting out. So you know, there you go. All right. So the hashtag Me Too movement was born of sexual misconduct and assault allegations against Harvey Weinstein from dozens of women. Now, Kristen, before I continue with this story or just turn it over to you to talk about this, I cannot believe the names of these women that this prick has gone after. It's amazing. Have you seen it? Is Kristen gone again? Uh, No, I'm here. It's hard to hear. When everyone talks, it gets really fuzzy. All right, so shut up, everybody. Anyway, uh, I, I just want to get your take on that whole deal, uh, this, this Harvey Weinstein thing, uh, the list of women that that he forced himself on, whether you know grabbing them or actually raping them, order. I cannot believe every big star in Hollywood. Have you yeah, seen I mean, it? it really every, and you think about sort of the golden years with the Weinstein Company. Um, and the successes that they had, he pretty much every single female that sort of passed through one of his films was in some way um, terrorized by Harvey Weinstein, whether it was sexual harassment, verbal harassment, um, sexual assault. It really is a huge list and, and a very recognizable list. Oh, I, I could. They, they, they printed the list in the... Uh on the on the uh, website and i couldn't believe it that i mean everybody from angelina jolie to i mean it's it, the only one i when didn't see on the list was meryl street you know, yeah, i mean Paltrow you can go did. on and on and on annabella Fiora. So. i mean they are it's horrific because he thought he could do it to anyone because he believed in his power and guess what he did have that power for a very long time yeah sounds like it I don't know. I, I just I do love the fact, and I did ask someone this morning. I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been uh, Mordahl. But I said, when we when we go to uh, Key West in a month, I want you to do me a favor. When I walk out on uh, on the you know the set of the the uh, morning show, when I walk out to the table, I want to have a walker, and then I want you to hold my left arm like he, I need to be stabilized. Because, you know, if he's going to play for it, I'm going to do this. Did you see how bent over he was when he went into, into court? 
Yes, and you know what's no. interesting is that a lot of people who have used walkers are literally like, that is like the dime store version of a walker. I know that they're... <laughs> you went to Walgreens? You yeah, went to Walgreens they're literally like, it, it, you know, it has little tennis balls on the end, and they're like, yeah, that's the one you get. I mean, they're like the super, super cheap one, not the, you know, medical insurance approved one, and I'm sure he has medical insurance. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I, the whole thing is just so disgusting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it is, and the fact that it went on so long, and, and guess what? We're dealing with it again with Jeffrey Epstein, and we'll never get the whole story because they killed him, or he committed suicide, whatever you want to believe. But um, there's so many high-powered people involved in that story. Uh, it's disgusting, too. Yeah, I, I, first of all, maybe the guys, Andy, uh, you know, Tevin, uh, do you understand why guys feel that they can force themselves? What is that about forcing yourself on a woman that these guys enjoy so much? Power. It's just a power thing? Yeah, it's got to be, because it's not like, it can't be a pleasant experience, like hearing somebody like scream no or like start crying, like that has no, that's like, well, that's a turn on for you, like that's... It's such a bizarre and foreign yeah, concept. It's so weird. Like you have something mentally wrong with you. Yeah, there's no question about that. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, the whole thing, looking at this guy now, here, here's what I understand. So you're phenomenally wealthy. You're extremely powerful. You're very famous. But that's not enough power. You also have to force yourself on right. women. And, and like, cause huh? the, the that's name, so weird. And the list of names that you were saying, like, they're all like prominent, like very popular names. And oh, it's like yeah. when you're Harvey Weinstein or anybody, when you hear about it with professional athletes and stuff, it's like naturally you're in a position of power where you shouldn't have to be like putting yourself in that position where you're forcing yourself on somebody. Like all yeah. the people that would love to be in a relationship with you or something like that, like, and you still choose to go and force yourself on people. It's on. Yeah. Well, we go to war over people that are hungry for power. So, yeah, this true. is. No, you're absolutely right about that. So I don't know. Do you think do you think that era is now pretty much over, Kristen, because because everybody's under the microscope now? Do you think that men will now behave in Hollywood for at least a no. while? No. I mean, there's, really? there's plenty of... No, I don't, honestly, because uh, there's a generation that, that's accustomed to it. And I've, I've heard older, older men um, who have worked in the industry a long time saying, no one can take a joke anymore. And I'm like, it never was a joke to begin with on certain things when it comes to sexual harassment. Um, yeah. And, and, and so you still have that. And then, of course, there's going to be people that pass it on to their kids. And there's, or there's going to be people that just are so consumed by the power. Um, even if you're under a microscope, it's still going to happen. It's just that I think a lot of women feel empowered to speak up. I think a lot of men feel empowered to speak up for women and help them out. And I think that is helping the situation a lot. Yeah, I just, what amazes me about all of that is, so not one of these women has a father or a brother or a cousin that would go visit Mr. Weinstein and say, hey, guess who's not going to have any teeth when I leave? I don't think a lot of people you know, told anyone. It's so embarrassing. And oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, that makes, I mean, it shouldn't be. It was not your fault. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything or feel uncomfortable other than the fact that he did it to you and going after No, but I think bastard. the more we talk about it, the more, I mean, the more, and I know people are like, I just don't want to talk about this topic anymore, but the more we expose it, honestly, the less shame you feel. 
Um, yeah. And I, I know that empowers some people to, to put other people on blast on social media, and I don't think that's the, you know, strategy. But if you do have the ability to go to your HR department or your union mm-hmm. or whatever those steps are to, to, you know, nip this in the bud, that's important. And then if it doesn't happen, put it put them on blast on social media. <laughs> And, and oh, okay. Well, we, we can do that. Absolutely. You can. If, Kristen, no, if no one else is listening to you and no one else is taking the proper steps in, in your HR department or whatever, then I put them on blast because that's fair. I agree. Yeah, it makes total sense. One of the what that was a great hour. I'm, I you a lot a lot of great input from you on that one because you're so close to all this stuff, whether it be the Golden Globes or Harvey Weinstein or you know go down the list. So great take. Have a magnificent week, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, will be back with Hour 2 with the family. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the motor sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Is Dr. Judith ready to go? Yes. Excellent. Dr. Judith Orloff, 
Thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Doctor, you've got a hell of a job ahead of you because everybody's sensitive now. Don't you think? Hello? Can she not hear me? Oh, hello, doctor. How are you? Hi. Uh, the, she... I, the volume is very low. Mm. <sighs> All right. Andy, is there anything you can do about that to make sure that she can uh, yeah. she can hear me? You can. It's a little oh, bit right. better. Do you want to try me on my cell? Andy, what do you want to do? Yeah, he's making a quick adjustment. Okay, he's just going to make a quick adjustment. Dr. Judith Orloff, I'll, I will read the descriptor, and by that time, we'll be ready to go. Okay, Dr. Judith very Orloff, very staticky and um, unclear. Hmm. Sounds okay, like we need have, a different line. We're yeah. going to have to get a different yeah. line then. We'll, uh, All right, thanks. Um, we can uh, try and give her a call on her cell phone to see if it's a better... Okay, 310-922. You're on the air, you're on the air, Judith. I do have your cell number. We'll give you a call on that. There you go. That'll work. All right, just let me know when we're ready to go. Um, Andy, is this a problem we're going to have in the future a lot? I don't see why, but, I mean, some people's phones just don't work very well. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. That is true. So, yeah, let me know what the situation is. It's, it's Dr. Ju Dr. Judith Orloff offers 365 days of self-care meditations, reflections, and journaling suggestions as daily inoculations against stress and overwhelm. But the problem, and I'm, I really want to talk to her about this, because some people bring it upon themselves. No, she's talking about she's talking about highly sensitive people, like people that, and empaths are people that feel other people's emotions. Mm-hmm. I so she's talking that. about and like people that are sensitive to light and sound, not sensitive to like, oh, I'm you said what you said offended me. Not, not oh, that type okay, of sensitive. Good. Yeah, yeah so like light, light. I've, I'm an empath. I absorb everybody's energy and their emotions. And and I tell you, but living in today's world where everyone is angry all the time. It makes you a better person if you're an empath. I, I'm an empath, I think, and I'm, I'm it's hard. The it's, least you're bitter. highly emotional. I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm highly sensitive and an empath. You can be both. Like if Dave is yes. stressed out about work, I get stressed and I don't even know why I'm stressed. Oh yeah. And then it's because I. <laughs> and it's hard to it's hard to react to other people's emotions with like. This sounds weird, but with empathy because it's like if Dan's yeah like stressed out about something then i'm like super stressed out about it where i should be you know like oh what's wrong how can i help mm -hmm. what do you need it seems like you need some time to yourself or something like that but instead i get in like a big frenzy <laughs> yeah i totally get it <laughs> yeah totally get it dr orloff should how be back doing? on dr judith orloff how are you i'm fine how are you doing is that better now good the connection's good. So the, the, the phone line's a lot better. Um, not really. Oh dear. Uh, can you hear? I want you want you guys to talk to her and see if she can hear you. Can you? Do, do we sound good? Um, it's very staticky and breaking up. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. Well, we're gonna have to reschedule it because she can't do an interview if it's all staticky and breaking up. Oh no! So, I can, so I can we could... do it. I can do it. I can. Oh, you can you. do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you understand my problems. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, yes. <laughs> Dr. Judith Orloff, Thriving as an Empath, 365 Days of Self-Care for Sensitive People. Today, with its increasing speed pressures and hyperconnectivity, society can stress out even the steeliest among us, but for really sensitive, empathic people, at least 20% of people, one out of five people, it's more challenging and too often the result is exhaustion, burnout, or even illness. We were just talking while we were redialing you, Doctor, that uh, a lot of people now, and my daughter Alex, who's with us, our daughter Alex is with us, and she was talking about you know sensitivity to light and sensitivity to sound. What, where are the borders for um, for being an empath? Because it's not really about uh, you hurt my feelings. It's you're just sensitive to pretty much everything, right? Uh, well, empaths are sensitive to light, sound, smell, energy, touch, environments. Um, they need a lot of alone time. They love nature. They're extremely creative and intuitive and deep and loving. Um, but they tend to be emotional sponges and absorb other people's emotions into their own bodies. I mean, if somebody's angry or somebody's sad, you might start feeling that way. And so I wrote Thriving as an Empath so that people can have one-page daily self-care techniques so they stop absorbing other people's stress and are able to center themselves more. And also empaths tend to be very giving, and they tend to overgive and exhaust themselves. So there are also techniques on how not to do that, how to give in healthy ways rather than becoming a martyr, which is what many empaths do, and then walk around exhausted all the time. Yeah, I, you know, what's interesting about that is I don't really consider myself to be an Maybe Do you think I'm an empath, Catherine? I think no. you are in some ways, yes. He's a, Emotionally, I think you are. I think he's a highly sensitive person, but not an empath. Not an empath? I don't think so. But um, and the reason I even bring that up, Dr. Orloff, is the fact that some people, I think, try to try to convince themselves that they're empaths, and they really aren't. They just like to feel like a victim. Do you think that's part of And I'm not talking about real empaths sometimes, feeling victimized. You know, sometimes. Yeah. But if you want to be, find out if you're an empath, you can take this very simple 20-question self-assessment test that I have in the beginning of the book where you just answer 20 questions, and you can self-diagnose yourself as an empath. So, you know, it's very important, you know, to take that quiz, and I give all my patients that quiz. And so it, it's not rocket science to define yourself as an empath. There's certain qualities. Okay that we all share. I'm a psychiatrist in Los Angeles, and I'm also an empath. And it's, it's just full of many, many gifts. I don't want to make it sound like being an empath is a victim, as you just said. It's an empowered empath is somebody who's empathic and loving and centering, but can have clear boundaries with people so they're not doormats. You see, so empaths need to learn certain self-care skills mm-hmm. Um, and then they can flourish. I mean, I personally believe empathy is the trait that will save the world. I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the missing element. Even if you don't like someone, to try and understand and feel where they're coming from so you can at least reach some kind of compromise. And so empathy allows us to do that. Empathy means the opening of the heart. And with being an empath, empaths have open hearts, but they're often afraid to keep them open because of so much uh, stimulation coming in so fast, and they go on sensory right. overload. So that's the problem. And these self-care techniques and thriving as an empath will help c- 
combat that, which is so useful. Um, I can't help thinking that while you're talking that it sounds like motherhood. (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) It it is. That's beautiful. It is. And, you know, there's a chapter in the book on empathic children and raising empathic children and being empathic parents. Because as a parent, you need to learn how to set clear boundaries and model healthy boundaries. And empaths, that's one of the main self-care skills that they, they learn because when you have healthy boundaries, your children learn to do that and they're just not running wild all over the place, um, you know, not knowing what's a healthy boundary. So as parents, if you could embody that, that's really a powerful gift to give to your children. I think that's wonderful. I, is it a problem for empaths now? Because when I just sit and watch uh, television or read the newspapers or listen to the radio or any of these things, um, there's a pervasiveness of lying to the people now to get them to watch your TV show or listen to your radio station. <laughs> what about all that lying that goes on? Do empaths have a really tough time with that? They do because empaths are very intuitive, and, and we could right. sense when somebody's you know, lying or when someone's not telling the full truth or a half-truth. You could feel it. It just feels off. It just I feels bet. off in and, and you know it. Something doesn't feel good inside yourself. And all the empaths out there who are listening, you have to trust that. You know, have to trust, at least be cautious. If you get, you know, your gut's telling you something's not right, um, you at least go slow with the person. You know, because your body is very intelligent, and there's the enteric nervous system in the gut, which means you have neurotransmitters in the gut, just like the brain, which transmit messages. Mm-hmm. And empaths are very in touch with their gut. So, but the problem is they sometimes discount their gut feelings and they go ahead with something oh. even if it doesn't feel right. And that's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much for everybody, though, isn't it? And I understand why empaths would have a bigger problem. But, but yeah, I... Um, Boy, there's so many questions I'd like to ask you about this, Doctor, but I don't want to get all political about it. But I, I just I just want to use an example how, how an empath would handle this. Okay. Uh, of course, the, situa- the situation with Iran where uh, Khomeini, <laughs> uh, well, he was killed. <laughs> no, I, the, only, the only reason I bring it up is because we're just talking about the news media lying a lot. And right. there was a, a one of the major networks reported up to 30 Americans had been killed. And now we find out today that was not true, that zero Americans or Iraqis were killed. Why, why are they allowed to do that to the people of America? Unless you know people have been killed, why would you report it? And why are they allowed to just lie to people to try to get them to view for, for even longer? Does that really well, affect think, them? I think a our lot? society is in the midst of a total reevaluation. And yeah, you know, the, yep. the opposite of empaths, and this is an important theme I talk about in the book, too, is the narcissist. Right. And the narcissist has empathy deficient disorder, which means the full-blown narcissist, which means they don't have the empathy or the conscience to, you know, do the right thing, basically. So lying is nothing to them. You know, they don't have oh, that amazing. same, this doesn't feel good. You know, I'm not being a good person here by lying. You know, they don't have mm-hmm. that inside, and so they just do anything. So it, it's an important lesson on narcissism, what's going on in our world today, and the, the dangers and the lethality of narcissism, and the reason to develop your empathy even more. Because in the Bible, there's a, there's a quote, the meek will inherit the earth. 
And the meek mm-hmm. is, I don't like the word meek, but it's translated as sensitive. You know, the sensitive mm-hmm. will inherit the earth. And that means that people with hearts, with empathy, who care, who have consciences, you know, can rule the earth. They can share the stewardship of the earth because of their hearts. And that, as a psychiatrist, to me, is the most important point, you know, if, if we want to evolve as a species and personally is to develop our empathy in hearts. And the reason I wrote Thriving as an Empath was to help the sensitive over the, the humps that they might experience, you know, over the, you know, absorbing other people's energy, being demolished by the news and not knowing what to do about it, because being overstimulated, not knowing how to set boundaries. So each day from January 1st to December 31st offers you very easy read and self-care strategies and inspirations to get through that day to overcome some of the hazards of being an empath. And as an empath, I read my book all the time because I follow what what I preach, and it's very, very, very helpful. That's all I can say. It's like a, a guide. It lifts you up if you're going down. You know, it, it helps you maintain your faith if you're you're losing it. And that's a very important resource, I think. One of the, one of my favorite things about about the world, Doctor uh, Orloff. If I could just take it one second, were you a Monty Python fan at all? Um, no, I mean I, I I missed that phase. Okay, but the only reason I bring it up because they were a very very funny troupe of guys from England, and one of their scenes in one of their movies was. Uh, a sermon going on, which they ran down the you know the eight beatitudes. They ran all these things down, and the man stands up and says, "The the meek shall inherit the earth." And they go to one of the guys in the crowd, and he goes, "Oh, he's making it up as he goes along." <laughs> which I thought was, that was very very funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of the meek. I'm a big fan of the downtrodden yes. and the, the outlaws and the people who are different. That you know, and the people who don't fit in the mold. You know, the people who you know have been called you know um, outsiders. That's what you know empaths usually have been called, and I, I certainly was as a child and growing up. And I am a big fan and proponent of all these people, and I encourage you all to embrace your sensitivities and deal with the harder stuff deal with the challenges and learn these self-care techniques so that you could be empowered and live fully in your power the problem with empaths is when they're not in their power they tend to go in their houses with their animals and never want to come out they feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time and you don't have to feel that way you know i'm that's what I'm telling everyone, and I also have a Facebook support group with 15,000 empaths on it, and it's, it's a way to dialogue with kin- kindred souls and know that you're not alone. So empaths often feel alone and strange, and they've been called names and shamed as children, especially boys, you know, are called sissies or crybabies or, you know, don't want to do video games, so they're not part of the crowd, you know, all that. Right. Just know there's so many people out there like you, you know, in terms of a, an empath family and people you can relate to. You're not alone. And, you know, I hope the book can bring people together so that they can really develop their gifts and know what a precious gift your empathy and your sensitivities are. 
I think it's wonderful. And Dr. Orloff, I will say this. Uh, you practice what you preach. I really admire that. An example of that is at the very beginning of this interview, you couldn't hear us very well. We uh, recalled you and couldn't hear us any better. But instead of going, ah, you know, this is not working for me. It's too much of a pain. You went, no, 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 I can do this. I can I can handle my end of it. I can't hear you all well. but I. So uh, gi- giving a great example of not being impatient or if there's nothing, uh, like w- no one could control that line not being that good. But you handled it very well. I love people who offer great examples, not just advice. Yeah, thank you for noticing that. Um, yes, I, I pretty much flow, flow with things whenever I can. I don't fight reality. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Judith Orloff, the book is good. Cool. That. That's very nice. Oh, I appreciate it. I think it's wonderful that you did it. We need more prime examples about how you should act. We need a lot more of that. No yes. doubt. Thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Please come back and talk more about this. We can get a, a cleaner line. I would love line. to. I love your show. It's a great interview. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye. We'll be back with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum 
weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. Who doesn't love this song? Oh, I love it. It's the weirdest song. When they it were writing weird. this. Yes, well, it's true. Well, I'm sure drugs were involved. <laughs> the benefit of Mr. Kite's pretty, pretty sure. weird, This too. was, yeah. I'm yes. guessing there were a couple of acid trips involved with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Although Paul McCartney yeah. said, I hope that our fans don't do drugs and they meditate instead. <laughs> that was probably after his drug phase. Oh, it definitely <laughs> was. But I think it's interesting that he is telling people to meditate instead of doing drugs. And he did all the drugs. Well, I think it's wonderful also that you tell people to meditate. Now that you're worth a billion dollars, it's really easy to meditate. It's <laughs> so easy for anybody to meditate if you just set up a practice. <clears throat> I meditate every day. I thought, I thought that Dr. Judy Orloff, Judith Orloff was really, really good. I mm-hmm. love the prime example. Instead of just coming on talking a good game, she actually lives it. And I really admire that. I had a lot of things I've always thought I Andy to... was an empath. What? Yeah. I always thought, yep. Because oh, Andy, you're definitely he, an empath. Yeah. What? I, I really do. But the thing is, is that he doesn't it's not care. A... <laughs> well, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's um, not true. I think what happens, I think males don't really value being empathetic mm-hmm. or you know that's not I, I i would love like to talk to her longer because i was going to ask her about that it seems like that i would guess that mostly females believe that they're empaths mm-hmm. and case. if a guy has those qualities he's probably burying them because it's not manly <laughs> yeah yeah they become more reclusive and and introverts yeah because yep. i i yep. I notice when like my empath tendencies have are on high alert, I have a tendency to like be more of like that not helicopter mom, but like I need to fix the problem, I need to take care of it, I need you know, and, and it kind of tries to get me to refocus. Like when I like if I'm stressed out, I clean or do things of that nature, and I and it, like hardcore cleaning. It's not like oh I'll just wipe the counter down, but I you know that's how I deal with it. Like and try and reinsert, and it kind of centers me back to where I need to be. Everybody's got their things that they go onto like autopilot. Yes, you know, it's like an autopilot thing. And you know, like if if something, if I'm stressed out about something, or if something happens, like my my goal is to fix the problem. That is like I hyper focus on that. And men are probably different in that sense. I you know, and that's probably like a maternal thing as well. For me, so. I had to be in a special class in elementary school because I couldn't <laughs> handle people <laughs> doing things. Yep. Friendship, Friendship class. Friendship class. I had to be in a class called Friendship what? class. Yeah. What is that? Where, because I would get like, I'd be in, I think it was first grade. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like kids would be playing with Legos and then a boy would steal a Lego from a girl and I shut myself in a locker crying. Oh, because <laughs> no, I was just like, why would he do that to her? Like, that's not <laughs> nice. They don't know why anyone would do that to somebody else. Like, it's always, I've always been very sensitive to 
other people's behavior and stuff and like dad how you were asking her you know what would an empath do about like the news and blah 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 blah. that's why i just Mm -hmm. don't pay attention to it and whenever you talk about it whenever you talk about it i just shut down because i can't i can't i Mm -hmm. to me it's like ignorance is bliss seriously because i just cannot handle it yeah, because like well, all this stuff with I Australia agree. and stuff, and all these pictures of these mm-hmm. animals and all this, I just like can't. I, I'm like I can't be on social media for a little while because it's just too hard for me, and it's too hard for yeah. me. Like so many news stories, you'll be like, you didn't know about that, and I'm like, because I can't. I can't hear all of it, or else it will get too hard for me. Because like in college, when I was having all those like day long panic attacks and stuff like that, and then I. Mm-hmm. I read a book called The Survival Guide of the Highly Sensitive Person. And in that in the mm-hmm. beginning of that book, I like you take a quiz and it tells you like on the scale of how sensitive you are. And I'm very sensitive. And then in that book, it talks about, you know, things that you can do to help yourself. And that's when I started meditating. And that's been like an unbelievable, mm-hmm. incredible, yeah, helpful thing for me because I was diagnosed with like an anxiety disorder and I was given Prozac, which I never took. Cause I was like, I'm just not comfortable with it. And so then I found this book and then I've never had to take a medication for it. And I don't consider myself an anxious person at all anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's been well, it's, now yeah, like I remember when you years or whatever. Yeah. I remember when you read that book, you were like, this completely life changing for you. Yeah. Because to me it was like, it seriously did. It completely changed my life because to me, for when I was in college and having all these things, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why do I have to be so sensitive? Why can't I just be normal? And then I read this book and it talked about how being a highly sensitive person is difficult sometimes, but you just have to know your triggers. You know, like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Is it, are you in a really bright room? Is somebody being too loud? Like, you have to know what triggers you and then also know that being a highly sensitive person means you're more empathetic like you care more than most people you love harder than most people like there's so many good qualities that come along with it and so that like it just put a light on something that I didn't even realize about myself and I was like oh like because I'm this way that means that I care about people more than most people and like that's a really good thing and all that stuff. So yeah, it's it's very interesting, and yeah, that book completely. Yeah, and her book sounds a lot it, like that book. Yeah, it just it it would be interesting though. I mean, if most guys, like you said, that dad isn't, I, I think he's very sensitive. No, I think he's a highly sensitive he, person for sure. He's absolutely a highly sensitive person, but I don't know about empath. But like I said, that's not macho, and dad, like you know, is. But wait a minute. You're I, OG. I, have a, I have a question for you. <laughs> if I'm not empathetic to people, why have I given so much money back to coworkers? No, so I'm not saying that you're not empathetic. You're a very okay. empathetic well, person. All right. All right. And very generous. And very generous, absolutely. But I just, because an empath is somebody that feels other people's emotions. And I don't know oh, that okay. you do that. Maybe you do, and I don't know. But like, I. But you're you're a hundred percent a highly sensitive person okay, for Tom, sure. Have you have you ever walked in a room and just felt this anger funk hanging over, and then come to find out maybe five minutes prior to you walking in that room there was a huge fight between two people? 
No, I wouldn't even notice that kind of thing. So, okay, that's that good. would yeah. that would be what an empath. They yeah, or like you just start talking to somebody and you just start feeling kind of like nervous and like weird, and you're just like, I just don't feel good. Just yeah. talking to like a, somebody at a grocery store or something like that because mm-hmm. it's like they might be having a really hard day, and then you're getting that from them, I and so you start feeling weird. I can't go to the grocery store at like 5 p.m. in the evening. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, because it's like the most stressful part of the yeah. day, and I, I or like right through. before a Vikings game, I've made that mistake oh. before. <laughs> And when you're an empath, you can feel everybody's stress levels, and then yeah. you're stressed out, and you just want to, like, by the time you get out to your car, you're ready to just, like, kill somebody. You're just like, Argh. Yeah. I and remember a friend of mine had the same problem. She was, her her husband was, like, being, I don't know, they were going through some marital problems, and everything mm-hmm. was getting really hard. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was not me. Mar- marital <laughs> problems? What are those? those I don't know what that is. I know. Never heard of this every day. <laughs> Never heard and, of marital problems. And she, problems she was actually going to a shrink and her shrink told her that what she should do is cross her arms over her body mm-hmm. and basically give herself a physical barrier against mm-hmm. the negative energy that was in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. So she could, So she could cope with it. Yeah. Because she thought she was going to, she said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just have an emotional nervous breakdown. Yep. I'm just going to be in the hospital because I, I can't yeah. stand it. Well, and it's interesting, too, because it's like, I think about everybody has sensitivities to certain things. Like at Sage's ECFE class, we were talking about sensitivities and like knowing the sensitivities that your children have, you know, like what sets them off. Like being in a really noisy area can trigger fawn into like a kind of a head spin or tailspin and sage is really sensitive to light and so i was talking about this and nobody else in the class thought that their kids had any sensitivities to anything and i was like everyone has sensitivities to something and no the more the earlier you know that the better off you'll be because then you know because and it's not like oh sage is sensitive to light we have to keep him away from bright lights it's like that's not it it's we just know that Oh, we're in this yes. bright room and he's acting really weird. It's because it's bright and he's not feeling okay right now. And that's mm-hmm. just something you need to acknowledge, you know, rather than like, oh, he's just throwing a fit and being weird. It's like, oh, it's because he's overstimulated at this moment. Yeah. And he has to sleep in a closet. He does have to sleep in a very dark. <laughs> he has to sleep in pitch black because he's so he sensitive does. to light. And like he goes outside and sneezes every single time because he's so sensitive to light. No. And See, Andy was Andy was like that as a baby. The sun was too sunny. Mm-hmm. The world was too noisy. Yep. yep. Yeah. I remember I certain times going down to Florida and it being so bright that I had to like just like look <laughs> down, covering yeah. my eyes with my hands yeah and no one else was bothered by the light but like to me it was like it was so bright that you couldn't even see but and i never really figured out why that was it's just because you have a light sensitivity and the older i get the more sensitive i get to light like being a kid i never remember being super sensitive to light but now i get very sensitive to light especially at night like when all the lights in the house are on i'm like it's so bright and weird in here and this is we need to turn some lights off like if dan's not home i ba- I have like one light in the house on <laughs> candles going yeah we just need to chill out it's salt lamps and zen <laughs> uh, would people like you empaths would you be so you are deeply affected by the news and Hollywood and Absolutely. politicians lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very frustrating because you know they're lying. 
and you can sense that yeah, even right. through the TV. I can, I can tell, mm-hmm. I can tell a person's personality and everything by just looking at a picture on Facebook. Like I can sense. Oh yeah, there are sometimes where like I have one Facebook friend that she has a husband, and every time she posts a picture of her husband, I'm like, he is a weird guy. Yeah, I do not like that guy. It. Never met him. Never spoken to him in my no. life. And but like his picture, I'm just like, I don't like him. Yeah. So like when I watch, that's why I avoid the news because it makes me so frustrated, and then I start absorbing that frustration that everybody's feeling about the news and the politicians and the lying and it's like it's hmm. almost too much for me to take on because i feel like i'm putting the weight of the world on my shoulder yeah it's like i it get feels yeah. like i get like depressed and anxious yes. because of it because i like i don't get and everybody deals yeah. with it different like some people get angry some people get frustrated some people get whatever and i just get i like i, I can't think about things certain things too much or else i just go into this like kind of frantic situation thinking about how heavy everything is and how tough stuff can be and it's like that's not good for anybody well but a good life lesson for everybody not only empathetic people would be that you can only worry about what you can control Mm -hmm. if there's stuff that you can't control Oh, yeah. Then this, you can't control it so you might as well just let it go but I have a huge problem with that because once again I think that's a male Thing. Yeah, the whole control to, thing. and yes. I think, Dad, your biggest part of it is growing up, you had no control over anything because your own dad right. was so out of control. Like, your whole mm-hmm. life was so out of control growing up, and now you're just like, I need control. I need to be able to have everything, like, taken care of and because you grew up with none of that. Well, if people would do what they say they're going to do, it would really help. But no one Once ever again, does. You can't well, control yeah. people yeah. getting their stuff done. Someone just do what they're supposed to do. That'd be great. Well, see, but that's if you just let that go. Yeah, you'll be a happier human being. Yeah. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> you are wrong as usual. No, I'm not saying okay. that. All right. Look, there was a statement that was going to be sent out by the radio station a couple of days ago, and I saw the statement that said, you probably better change that because it makes it look like the chairwoman of the company doesn't know where we are. I said, what are you talking about? I said, the dateline on your news release says Minneapolis, Indiana. <laughs> oh. oh God. Kind of a major mistake. <clears throat> yeah. yeah so if people see great. that, they go, God, Mary Berner doesn't even know where Minneapolis is. That would have mm. looked really bad. Minneapolis, yeah, Check your work. <laughs> Check your work. That's all I'm saying. Check your work. Google Minneapolis, Indiana. Yeah. And see if there is such a place. Yeah. And see what see happens. See if it exists. Yeah, it's just not a good thing. I know. Plan. People think we'll you... Ta- oh, sorry. What? People so many what? times you tell people Minneapolis and they think you say Indianapolis. I like, know they do. No, just because of the Indy 500. I have actually seen envelopes addressed to Mindianapolis. 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 The very famous city. (laughs) My buddy Joe Hager, Smoking Joe, back in the day, worked him at 1500 KSTP, got a letter from a friend of his back in uh, Camden, New Jersey. And the letter, he got the letter too, which is amazing. And it's because Mm -hmm. the zip code was right. It's the only reason he got it, but it was Joe Hager. Blah, blah, blah address, Twin Cities, Missouri. <laughs> Twin Cities, Missouri. Yeah. Yep. 
Twin Cities, Missouri. Both of those are correct. Well, what? What? Where would they send a letter to Twin Cities, Minnesota? (laughs) Like if you even did Twin Cities, Minnesota? Yeah. Like what? Where would where would that end up? And you and you wonder why they had to do zip codes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why did they have to do zip codes? Twin Cities, Missouri. Oh my god. It was a cold December morning when the Minnesota Twins... No, no, it'd be the no, <laughs> that'd be the Vikings. It'd be something. <laughs> and it's not December. But other than that, what was that guy's name again? Don... What was his name? Oh, the, the, uh, Don Nuts. The old NFL film. Uh, nope. I actually was going to replace him on NFL films, but then they said I had to come to Philadelphia every week to record it, and I said, forget it. Wow. I'll never forget that. I'm, yeah, they wanted me to fly to Philadelphia. NFL Films is, ba- or it used to be based in Philadelphia. I don't know if oh, it's still horrible is. for you. But yeah, so <laughs> basically, we'll be on the air eight hours a day and then fly to Philadelphia every Friday night. Work harder. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been to that place. That's a beautiful location. That's what I hear. I hear it's absolutely they gorgeous. They got a great but, campus. And yeah, would, if it was. If it was a different era and you could do it out of your basement studio or whatever, you would have been the voice of NFL Films. Yep. That is true. That was true. <laughs> and I would have loved being a voice of the NFL, of NFL, uh, NFL Films because I, I never missed that show. Was it uh, Steve? Was it Steve Sabo? Yeah, so well, yeah, Sable, well yeah. the original guy was John Thomas, <clears throat> Ralph, Augustine, James. Uh, <laughs> He's got too many damn names. Who? It was John Thomas Ralph Augustine James Facenda, or Facenda. Oh, John Facenda. That's exactly Facenda. who it was. John Facenda. Yep. Oh, okay. What's with all the extra names? Was he I trying to outname me? I, go- I googled him. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that's his whole name. John Thomas Ralph Augustine James Facenda. Imagine oh, yeah, that right. on a jersey. <laughs> trying to honor a lot of grandparents and uncles in that name. Right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Kostaki. I got to tell you something cute. You know, you, you sent your Christmas card here. Yeah. Thank you oh, very God. much. Very cute card. So <laughs> Fawny, who's three and a half, sees the card, and she says, "Who are these people?" So we told her <laughs> who you guys were, and she <clears throat> says, "I I would like to take this card home with me and hang it up by my bed." <laughs> she took your yep. card and took... hanging by your bed. <laughs> she took That's your card. Christmas card. Yep. That's a great follow-up oh. to who are these people. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I love them, and I want them near me while I sleep. I'm going to take I'm this I'm like, off. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you're a smash hit with the toddler set. Yeah. Yes. That's great. I, uh, I'm sure all the credit is due to the little ones. That's so funny. Ones. Yeah. She Uncle Kostaki, yeah. that's all I know. She Uncle Kostaki. Yeah, she looked at it and she just got like the starstruck kind of look on her face. She's like, I need this oh, in my God. life. It's so funny. She's a weird. It's got texture, right? There's some layers to that card. You can. You know, I guess. It's got family, you're outside, got some Christmas lights. Well, this is also coming from a kid that when asked yesterday if she had a good day at school, she said no, and I said why, and she said it's because I pooped my pants. Which, well, that's perfectly which, rational which explanation. she did not poop her pants. Oh. <laughs> she just... She responds to every question <laughs> with some form of poop or with farts poop. or something. Yeah, <laughs> poop and farts are big for her. Yeah. Didn't she tell your friend Michael that he's got poop-colored hair and poop-colored lips? Or something. Eyes. Poop colored eyes. eyes. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Yep. So she's a class act. She's a special girl. 
Class act all the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, let's not that's undermine the original compliment that she wants my family to her best. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's yeah, let's not undermine yeah. that. No, you're absolutely right. Some of her decisions are good. <laughs> well, not as judgment of character, but other than that. No. <laughs> Moving forward. So, Uncle Kostaki, do you have some quick stats for us this I week? I do. Congrats to the Vikings. How about that? Woo. Oh, my. I couldn't believe Weird. it. Couldn't believe wa- it. I didn't Thanks. watch it, but, you know. The Saints have had some tough losses. You might even say a bounty of them. That's It's a, it's a lot. Oh, of baby. <laughs> I like it. I, it was great. I was rooting for the Vikes. I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, now you guys go to San Francisco. Hey, if the Falcons can go there and win, certainly the Vikings can. Yeah, right? that's you true. Uh, the Saints have asked the NFL to cancel the playoffs going forward and just end the season on the standings after Week 17. That would, that would work yes. way better for them. <laughs> They've had a tough run in the playoffs. Uh Minnesota didn't miss any field goals or extra points in a playoff game. There's your Minneapolis miracle. That's that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, sure. Vikings were in head to toe purple. What are they? 1995 Steve Harvey in a comedy club? <laughs> like, what does that look? No, they were actually funny. Thank you very purple much. Purple pants, purple hat, purple <laughs> shoes, purple shirt. They had everything. Really <laughs> dedicated to the color. <laughs> the Vikings won. I hope they made enough money. Uh, to make their helmet shiny like the rest of the league. How can you have one matte finish out of 32? That's not... <laughs> that's not Minnesota, baby. It bugs me. Bugs oh, everybody. Uh, you pay, didn't you pay your bills? <laughs> I have a window that won't close, and there's a car driving by. <laughs> <laughs> there's a police car driving by with have, your name on it. <laughs> we, we have one window that the crank just broke. We have these old-fashioned windows with the little crank. We live in this really cool mm-hmm. place, but it's it's got some old building trappings. I love uh, it. I forget what you call these. What do you call case windows? Is that right? Anybody know? Yeah, yeah, the ones crank. that you crank out? Yeah, casement windows. Casement, Not double hung. word. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome. The Vikings have a player named Andrew Pendejo. <laughs> yep. That yes, is awful do. close to Pendejo, right? Yes, I, it's really close. This, this kid grew up in San Antonio. How did he survive middle school? He, this is the Spanish <laughs> Right? Yeah, that's right. I, that must have been a tough, <laughs> tough, tough run in a in a Texas town. Uh, but we're bearing the lead here. The Patriots are done. They're they're gone. They're out of the playoffs. I'm so happy. I'm going to Disneyland. Uh, so I gotta Dane ask you. Dong, I gotta ask you. Dead. I really think that the dynasty is over. The current incarnation of the dynasty is gone yep. forever. It's yep, over. It really? is. Why? It's over. They're because Tom out. Brady was um, not good enough to get deep into the playoffs this year, and it was some of that was on him. And he ain't gonna get better mm-hmm. next year, and he might not even play on that team next year. Mm. Doesn't sound way, like it. Sounds he's going somewhere else. Yep. I, I'm I'm thrilled. That game was fun to watch. Finally, some video of an opposing team that Belichick won't want to watch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's gonna hate watching this game again. Oh, I was praying during the game in my best Ricky Bobby voice. Please, baby Jesus, help them Titans beat those some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Oh. Oh, God, you're a disaster. <laughs> You don't get enough Ricky Bobby references like you used to. No, uh, no that's true. Bring that's them true. back. Do more of that. 
But Tom Brady throwing a pick six in Foxborough to end their playoff hopes oh, and the dynasty God. forever. Oh, that's fantasy football. It was so scrumptious yeah. to behold. <laughs> I love you have to it. change your underwear or anything? God, it sounds like you were peeing your pants. Uh, I had to get out of my underwear and celebrate. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. Thanks so much for that. I really uh, appreciate Carson it. Carson Wentz knocked out with a concussion. Poor Wentz. He misses more playoff games than the Browns, this guy. He's oh! Like a, like a one-man Cleveland. He's never there in January. He gets hurt True. a lot. Enter Josh McCown. Even Jason Witten was like, McCown's still in the league? How old is that guy? Yeah. He's been, a, he's been around a long time. What, Joe Biden wasn't available? Who's the third stringer, Bernie Sanders? This guy's old. <laughs> he's, <laughs> McCown's old. The good news for him, the kickoff was at 440, so he could still have dinner before the game. That's nice. Ooh, I love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> this, this is McCown's 17th season. The Eagles are his, his 11th team in the NFL. Are we sure he's not a narc, just like traveling around looking for oh. steroids or something? Oh, I like it. The Bills are up 16 nothing and lost. Oh, Chernobyl God. is now oh. suing the Bills because melting down is their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I dusted off this old ditty. Uh, the Bills look great early and bad late, like Lindsay Lohan at an open bar. Uh, the... Uh, and the and the pairing, you got to do the pairing. The Texans look terrible early and great late, like Cher on a show day. See, because she was she was good. Cher. <laughs> he just mumbles his way out of it. <laughs> Bills Mafia travels well. About a third of the Houston stadium was uh, Bills fans. Gee, I wonder how they could lure Bills fans out of Buffalo in January. Seems. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely yeah. weather they're having. Their quarterback, Josh Allen, made some questionable decisions. He made more bad decisions than Louis C.K. I, I think he invented Ooh. a 38-step drop in this game. Well, there, some, there were a couple of really bad plays. Uh, breaking news, Jason Garrett fired. Sorry, that's neither breaking or news. That's the longest yeah, that's, firing well. in the history of firings. Yeah, well, it uh, took like a week to fire the guy. I know. Every day, it's like Jason Garrett's gone. We think, but not. We're not sure. We probably we'll let you know if it happens. All right, you're good at this kind of stuff, Tom. I have a uh, a super fun fact followed by a very short quiz. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Seven of the eight final teams this year are different from the eight final teams last year. First of all, that's astounding, right? That is wild. It absolutely is. Jeez. There's eight teams that's left. That's amazing. There's only eight one teams team that were left at this point last year. Seven of them are different. What? Weird. Right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the one common team that made the final eight these past two years? Not Seattle. Is it Seattle? No. No, it's not Seattle because they, they they were not good last year. Were they? It was not the Vikings. It was not uh, San Francisco. Right. God. Green not Bay. The Patriots. It's not the Cowboys. Is, not it, the is it the Green Bay Packers? Uh, no, Packers weren't in the final eight last year. God, who was? Who was it? It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God! There you go. Listen to this. That's list. a team last that's coming up. Final man. eight: Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, Patriots, Cowboys, Rams, Saints, Eagles. Only one of those Damn. made it this year. Wild. This year, Titans, Texans, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Packers, Niners, Chiefs. 
crazy. It is crazy. indeed. Well, That's a, lot a fun of fact. Hope fun springs fact. eternal for all of us who have been rooting for crummy teams. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you never know. Uh, speaking of crummy teams, let's close on a Browns joke. It's almost tradition. Uh, the Browns did not have one winning season this decade. Just let that sink in. Oh, like in, in 10 years, oh. they didn't have a single winning season. Flip Bones had a better decade than the Browns. <laughs> the Polar Ice Caps had a better decade. Grab Ass had a better 10 years. Yep, sure did. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Than most yeah. things, really. <laughs> Blockbuster Video had a better decade than the Browns did. Oh, oh there's one poor left, Blockbuster. baby. Blockbuster. <laughs> there's <Yeah>, one left. <laughs> there is. There's one left somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I, that I, for some reason, I have that fact in my head, too. Why do they keep one open? Is it some... Is I think it some it's in Oregon, if I remember. Is there Just one for that's fun. still profitable Nostalgia. Somehow? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get it. Low they, rent. they still have a board that makes decisions about the one store. <laughs> <laughs> one Say, listen, you think we should still be renting videos? No? Okay, well. We're going to do it mind. anyway. My wife and I, many years before we met, used to go to the same Blockbuster video store in L.A. What? Yeah, we met in New oh. York several years later. How cute. We used to go to the same Blockbuster video store at about the same time frame. It's crazy, right? Only difference is you were in the porno section and she was doing <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> Why you gotta... <laughs> Maybe it was in rom-coms. You don't know nothing about me. Maybe she was in porno, Mom. <laughs> Could be. Could they be. don't even have pornos at Blockbusters, no, do they? No, they do not. No, they don't. They didn't have <clears> a back room. So. I thought all, no. in New. Yeah, sure. No, not no. Blockbuster no. videos. They never in New York do. The other ones. Yeah, the other more independent ones sometimes had a back room with the with with those crazy like the remember Wendy's used to have those little things you would walk through that hang down, you know, like a curtain, but they're just beads. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I went to one in New York City once, and I bought two, like, normal movies, and I threw them in the garbage because I was like, they're tainted with disgusting sperm hands. <laughs> sperm hands. Sperm hands, yeah. Great, yeah. Mom. Great, Mom. Thanks so yeah. much for that. That's, That's fantastic. Mm, sorry. Okay. So it came to my mind. Sperm, sperm hands. <laughs> of course it did. Why wouldn't it? How'd you become Ooh, a mom, I just got anyway? A... Well, let's not disparage these sexual yes. activities. Dear God. Kostaki, I just, got a, I just I got a text message for you. You ready? <laughs> Are you, you ready? Te- you got a text message for me? Yeah. Oh. You ready? Is this from the three-year-old who is complimenting No, no, no. Not, it has nothing to do with poopy colored hair. It's nothing oh, okay. to do with yeah. So I've got that. Let, you do? Let... Let Kostaki know that Melanie and I are looking forward to when he comes to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, nice. So apparently I know can, that guy. So I'll see. He, he's great. He always wears a Viking jersey, so I can spot him and make fun of him. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm very happy for all of you. That's a wonderful bit of news right there. <sighs> you got fans all over the place, Tom. No, it's you, Uncle Kostaki. With the with the Christmas card up on the three and a half year old's wall, <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> she was so excited to have your picture. It was like, oh my god, you don't know him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> She's throwing off my uh, 
the average age of my demo by by dramatic <laughs> margin. <laughs> hey, everybody's needing a younger audience, so that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, how are we doing that demo, Birth to Six? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, you're you're huge. It. This is the best news I've ever heard for my demo. <laughs> All right, what the hell? Well, go Vikings. I think they got a real shot. I think the Vikings are one of those teams that uh, they got good defense, they got a good running game, you get the good cousins, right? You get a couple things fall your way, they could win the whole thing. You never know. <laughs> I did hear one of the local sports stations uh, guy say, well, let's be honest. Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. He went from the absolute worst to the absolute best in one game. Yeah, okay. slow down a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, dial it back. I Barry. wonder if you were the only person that was angry that they won the game. Next day. <laughs> He's like... Goddamn Vikings! They they win when they're not supposed to, and lose when they're supposed well, to. Well, exactly. Win. It's frustrating. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, you have to remember one thing about that game. It looked like three times that New Orleans had salted the game away with a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and a this for a touchdown, and that. And it kept getting called back, and it should have been called back because Dalvin Cook's. Uh, his knee was down. There's no doubt. So it should have been called back. But I thought right. I knew they were going to lose this game. Damn it! Wait a minute, they didn't lose the game because his knee was down. <laughs> I just am so used to being a Viking fan who, well, you're a Falcons fan. You know exactly Same what I'm deal. talking about. Yep. Yep. Same deal right there. Yep. You're almost annoyed that you have to stay emotionally invested for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what she's talking about. You got me another week, you bastards. <laughs> all right, young man. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be rooting for the Vikings. Let's discuss it all next week. Thanks, guys. Sounds great. Thanks, Kostaki. Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> with the family.